Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where busy women leaders come and get the tips, tools, and techniques from myself and my guests that they need to create more success with less sacrifice. And today we're all in for a treat because I have my good friend, Lisa Ryan, and Lisa has a very important message to share that I know that it's going to resonate with a lot of you in the audience. And by way of introduction, Lisa is a nationally recognized speaker. She is a certified speaking professional, and she helps you keep your talent from becoming someone else's. So Lisa spends a lot of time in the manufacturing sector to really help them create workplace cultures that rock. And I am so grateful to be able to call her a friend. And as a matter of fact, the reason I'm grateful to be able to call her a friend is because uh, gratitude is how Lisa shares her retention and engagement strategies with her audiences. And she's got a new book coming up too on gratitude. So I'm sure she'll share just a little bit about that. And you can find Lisa at Lisa Ryan Speaks. So Lisa, welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast. It is awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. So we'll start kind of where we always start. And if you would just share a little bit about yourself, kind of your, you know, a bit of your background that got you to where you are today. Sure. I actually have a 25 year background in sales. I've sold everything from people as an executive recruiter. I was in industrial sales for 13 years. So hence my focus on manufacturing with my speaking business. And then I spent the final seven years of my career in healthcare. And then when my lucrative medical sales position was eliminated by group conference call with 12 of us getting canned at the same time on October 12, 2010, that was the day that I began my speaking business. And I have been speaking full-time since that day and have built a business primarily focusing on employee engagement and retention through gratitude strategies or strategies. Great. When you cut those words in half and smush them together, that's what you get are strategies. (laughs) Yep. Now, for those of you in the audience, you can't see, but Lisa is a redhead and she has the personality to go along with it. She is probably one of the people who is the biggest contributor to myself and my speaking career. She is the one who kicked me in the keister to get going with that and has supported me so much along the way. And she's probably one of the most focused people that I have ever met. Lisa, when she latches onto something, she gets on it and she goes. So Lisa, I would be curious, success. So, you know, the idea of this podcast is to help people create more success with less sacrifice. There, there is no success without sacrifice. So I would love to know from you, what is your version of success? If we're looking up success in the dictionary and Lisa Ryan's pictures next to it, what does it say? I think that success can be boiled down to one word and that's enough. 
And that has changed dramatically from what I used to think success was, because when I thought when I started my speaking business, I wanted to be the next Tony Robbins or probably like Antonia Robbins, you know, traveling all over the world, speaking to millions of people and having people rushing to the stage and buying all my stuff. And then I realized that that being on the road like that, having that lifestyle is not the sacrifice that I wanted to make. And so it's kind of really mellowed over the last couple of years because I have a really nice speaking business where I speak almost as much as I want to. And but I have a great life with my husband who I adore. We have our two cats. You know, we live in a house that's paid off. I don't have a car payment. And so it's changed. I I like doing what I'm doing, but I also realized that in the midst of my speaking career, when I was speaking, you know, 130 times in one year, I missed so many birthday parties and get togethers. And I missed my girlfriend's mother's funeral. That one kind of really hit home that I just started to really change my priorities. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still a total workaholic, but (laughs) it's because I really, really love what I do. And I'm able to work that around the things that I want to create. And that is spending time with my husband and having enough. Yeah. And I, and I love that you said that, well, one, you know, Scott does deserve an award. I mean, he brings you coffee every morning. I'm still trying to get my husband to do that for me, but he's never out of bed before I am. I'm too early of a riser, I guess, but it's interesting. And I think this is an important point to kind of illuminate is that success, it it can shift what it means to us. And you think you want something And then the closer you get to it, you realize that that's not exactly it. And so the definition of success changes over time. And probably for a lot of people, I know myself, according to where I am in my life as well. And so it's interesting for you that 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 version mellowed, changed, it has more meaning for you, right? And but it's different than it was just a couple of years ago. Now because I know you so well, that process of mellowing when it comes to your version of success, it kind of came in the package or the form of a lesson. And so would you share kind of what it was that you were bumping up against in the past couple of years and and what that led you to? What was your your lesson out of that and, and what came as a result of it? Well, it's interesting because like so many listening to the audience, of course, COVID played a huge role in looking at life's priorities and where you wanted to shift. Because as a full-time professional speaker, when your business pretty much disappears and not even overnight, it was the course of a couple weeks where every time the phone rang, I knew that somebody was going to be canceling an event. So first of all, working through that in March and April, when everything went off the calendar, And then I decided to put together a employee retention summit for manufacturers, where basically I interviewed 24 experts. It was going to be a three-day event. I mean, I put my heart and soul into this event that then happened in November. And unfortunately, it was not the financial huge success. It did break even, but it was the wrong model for the market I was going under uh, after. So that was a lesson. 
But I realized at the end of being so totally focused on work all the time that I, I didn't know what to do. I literally, after, because that was at the beginning of November, and I was saying I was going to go on a sabbatical from mid-November to the end of the year and not work. And I honestly didn't know how not to work. I mean, my husband would be like, I thought you were taking time off. I said, honey, I don't know what to do. So I actually put it in my weekly email. I have a gratitude thought of the week that's been going out for 10 years now. And I put it in my weekly email that I need a hobby. (laughs) So one of my subscribers wrote back and she said, what about adult paint by numbers? Now, I have not done a paint by number since I was probably eight years old, but I was like, cool, went on Amazon, bought some paint by numbers, and immediately my workaholic self took over that. And I think I did about 20 of them in the course of about a month and a half because I was just having such a good time with it. And then in February or March of last year, I had all of this paint left over from all of my paint by number paintings, I'm like, I wonder if I can actually paint. So I found a picture online of a tree frog and I painted it. And I almost, I discovered that I actually have some talent. I was so amazed by what I created. I couldn't even sleep that night. I kept getting up, going out of bed and going and looking at my painting and going back to sleep. And that really, it, it, ultimately changed my life because I think I've done about 36, 37 paintings since then. And a lot of it, I'm taking lessons or on YouTube, or I'm finding pictures that I like and duplicating those. But I think the funniest thing where I knew I had kind of crossed into a different dimension was when I was on one of our mastermind calls with my friend, Debbie Peterson, and three of our other girlfriends. And the first thing that I did is I brought out my paintings. Like we were going around the room, Chuck. I'm like, oh, I want to show you all my paintings. And I'm showing my painting and I'm talking and talking. And all three of them were like, who are you? And what did you do with Lisa? (laughs) So I kind of crossed a bridge. It was quite the shift. (laughs) It was a huge shift. And then the funny thing over the last couple months, because I had a really busy fall with speaking again, which was great because they're going back to in-person, but I found myself getting back into that working all the time. And I physically said, I am going to paint today. And it's just these little reminders. And the, the funny thing about painting is it's such a good metaphor for life because when you start painting, your painting is, the, there's a long point in your painting where it's just ugly. It's so ugly and flat and you have no idea, you know, like, ah, oh, this is never going to go. And then you keep working on it, working on it, working on it. And all of a sudden, this magical thing happens that you pass the point that the, the painting then warrants the signature. And the signature means that basically that's the end of the painting. Like it's finally because you can paint on that thing forever, but you reach the point that, OK, I'm done. I'm ready to move to the next thing. So we think about our goals in life and it's like, and for a lot of times we set our goals and it's ugly and we don't think we're ever going to reach here, but we keep going and going and going. And then all of a sudden we reach this point of beauty that we can sit down and celebrate and admire our success. And then at that point, stop and move on to the next one. 
You know, and there's a lot of juice in there. And so I must say there is a, a beautiful turtle gracing my office signed by Lisa. And it's interesting because in my studies of Huna, the turtle is the ultimate parental spirit. It is the Almakua. So it was, it was so appropriate and he is just lovely. And there's so many things in there that, you know, I kind of want to tap into it. And, and the first is that you had that epiphany that all you were doing is working, that you didn't know who you were outside of work. And, and I remember having conversations with you. I'm like, go take a walk. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, always trying to, you know, watch TV. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm going to be prospecting while I'm watching TV or something like that. And it's like, no, you're missing the point. And it's also interesting that, okay, you didn't know what to do. So you reached out to your audience of subscribers for the, the, the weekly gratitude email, and you had to seek guidance from them. So, you know, sometimes you find yourself in that place where it's like, you don't know what to do. And so reaching out to others to say, Hey, got any ideas? And, you know, even I can imagine in the beginning, it was kind of like, well, I'm not really sure how this is going to go. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. Sometimes you just have to try things, right? And it led you to discover something else that beyond the parameters of paint by numbers that you've got talent. I mean, and, and yeah, the, the things that you have painted, it's like, oh my goodness, never in a million years. But what is it, you know, for the listeners, what is something creative that you can do if you find yourself in this situation? For me, it's cooking that, you know, I just, I go into the kitchen and I, you know, I try new recipes and, and having people over for dinner. I mean, that's just what makes my little toes tap and finding that thing that can help bring you some joy and painting has brought you so much joy, Lisa. And, and it's also interesting that it's like, okay, I found myself going back into that same pattern and it, right. it was time to revisit it. And so it's not a one and done, you know, we do slip, we do find ourselves going back to old ways. And, and so how do you find yourself getting back on track again? And you were able to do that by yourself. Well, and there's so many resources out there. You know, if you are listening to this podcast and thinking about what is something you can do, because I think about that. I mean, this was a year ago. It was a little over a year ago. And I, I look at it and kind of shake my head and laugh right now because I literally had no idea how not to work. Like, literally, I am not making stuff up. And when you and if you're in that same boat, number one, reaching out and asking for help. But I will tell you what, YouTube is, there's so many ideas. I mean, I go and I take painting classes on YouTube. So if there's something that you have a curiosity or you're thinking support, and maybe you don't have the same type of support network that I do have a subscriber list of several thousand people that to reach out to for questions, but do some exploration and see, you don't have to make a big commitment. You know, maybe it is an adult paint by number that you get for 15 bucks on Amazon and try to see if you like it. My sister, who is also, I think, type A runs in my family, who never, ever sits still. She ordered a paint by number because of me and ended up getting a diamond paint by number. And if you're not familiar with that, a diamond paint by number is basically a piece of sticky paper that looks like a paint by number, but you have these little teeny tiny diamonds that you individually put on it. 
If I you did like one, bling, you'll you'll love the yeah. diamond pay by number. <laughs> right. But for my sister to find that, and she's addicted to that. So just these different things. And it was a mistake. She thought that she was getting a regular paint by number and, and got that. But that sense of calm and meditation and completion when it's done, it just mm. really takes you to a different level. So maybe art's not your thing, but just really kind of put yourself out there to find something that is. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said, you know, the signature going back to that means that it's complete. You know, a lot of times as type A, high achieving women, we don't put an end on it. We just, you know, we get something done and we're on to the next. We don't stop and celebrate what we've accomplished. And you signing your signature to your beautiful paintings is a celebration of what it is that you've completed. So I think that's an important part of the process as well. So Lisa, let me ask you, having learned this, having been through this in the past year and a half, two years, what is it now that you protect at all costs? What have you recognized that this is what's most important to me and I'm not willing to sacrifice that? Oh, that's such a great question. Well, the number one thing, and this has been, is my husband, Scott. I mean, I remember when I first started... When I first lost my job and I was, I made a lot of money and as in medical sales. And so I thought he'd be like, oh, girlfriend, you are going back to work. And when he saw how happy I was building my speaking business and basically starving for the first couple of years, I think it was that whole happy wife, happy life thing. And he just kind of <laughs> let me be. But then as my schedule got busier, and like I said, I had that one year, 2015, where I had 130 programs that I did and I was just gone all the time. And I realized that that's not, I, I don't wanna be away from him that, that long. So I actually told Scott, if my business ever gets to the point where it is causing problems with us, you need to let me know. And I've also kind of backed up. So I think that that Scott and my, you know, the life that I have here is number one. I also think, and, and I kind of shared this with you with the whole COVID thing that, you know, the last year and a half, I've kind of been, and I know this is PG, but I've been in screw it mode. I have not been taking care of myself like I should. I have not been working out. I have not been eating correctly. I enjoy wine and probably have enjoyed, you know, more than my fair share. And this week, and it wasn't even a New Year's thing, but I just reached the point where I'm done. I, I just, I, I rejoined Weight Watchers, the digital version. I'm monitoring what I'm eating. I don't feel, it's a little bit of a sacrifice, but it's not, it's such a good program that I can, modify what I'm doing and still eat whatever I want, mm -hmm. save myself. If I have the points left at the end of the day, I can have that glass of wine. So I'm not taking things away from myself, but I think that that, that focus on my physical health, because one of the things that I'm blessed with is I have really good genes. And I think that one of the things I've been doing is I've been taking that for granted. And mm. as I get older, I, I really need to start paying more attention to that. So, and it I'm sounds like choices the, you're making. It's, it's yeah, intentional choices. It's making intentional mm -hmm. choices and realizing that I have, you know, I, I can make the choices while things are still going well. I don't have to wait until something happens and then I'm forced into making choices. 
I have the choice to take care of that now. And it's also interesting. I mean, and this has been a theme throughout our episode here is that asking for help, going to your audience, you know, your, your gratitude newsletter, give me some ideas. I need a hobby saying to Scott, you know, I, I am so focused on my business. And if it ever gets to the point where it's coming between us or it's a problem, I need you to let me know. So again, asking for help, you know, realizing that you are your physical body and going back to Weight Watchers and so that you've got support. So again, getting help, because I think a lot of times I have done it, I know in the past and and others have too, we take everything on and think we need to figure it out all by ourselves. And nobody can know that we don't have our, you know, our stuff together. And that's a lot of stress. So being able to reach out for, for help, you know, I hear you doing that. And, you know, if you don't know how to go about getting help, reaching out to people that you know, and you like, and you trust to see, you know, because the the power of minds together uh, in one room is just incredible. So if you don't know, reaching out. So what are some of your best practices that have come about in the past couple of years now? Well, my number one practice is my gratitude journal. I have been keeping that since 2009. And I have a drawer full of journals that I can go back and look at the ebbs and flows of my life. I My gratitude journal is under my bed. It is loose leaf paper in a binder. So as a person who talks about gratitude and preaches gratitude and actually wrote a gratitude journal or published a gratitude journal, my gratitude journal is just ugly. But It's such a practice to wake up before my feet hit the ground and I take that journal out and I write down five things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's a little bit of a stretch because it's like, you know, you're waking up and you're like, I just don't know you. Well, I live in Cleveland, the sun's shining. Okay. That's a good way to start. But that practice literally changed everything in my life. And I also know to this day, because it's such a part of my life, that if I get away from it, if I am traveling or just kind of get out of the habit for a couple of days, or sometimes it's a week or two, my, my life doesn't go as well. And mm. I'm like, what is, why is, you know, is mercury and retrograde or whatever? I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but you know, what's going on. And I realize I've gotten away from gratitude and almost the moment I get back to it, things start to turn around again. So My number one practice that takes less than two minutes a day, that takes almost no money besides pen and paper, is to start some kind of gratitude practice. Because even though Scott is does not do it with me, I mean it's great when couples do it together or parents do it with their kids to look at the things that they're grateful for. But I because I keep a gratitude journal. I noticed the difference from Scott and we celebrated 25 years of marriage this year and they've been really good years. But part of that, I attribute to the fact that we are always looking for ways to express our gratitude to each other. And for me in the written word, that's just, that's lovely. And, and, you know, it doesn't take anything very, very simple. And it has such a profound impact. And you know, by virtue of you integrating that in your life, then what you're putting out is being picked up by others, you know, so almost by osmosis. I know that happens with my husband as well. (laughs) 
Lisa, I can't thank you enough for being here today. And would you let the audience know where they can connect with you or find you if they'd like to hear more about your speaking business or your gratitude strategies or get on your newsletter? Sure. Sure. My website, as Debbie said earlier, is lisaryanspeaks.com. There's a lot of information there, but I am also all over social media. I have a YouTube channel at uh, it's my strategy because some, some guy who plays with ja Japanese anime toys has strategy, which which he pronounces strategy, which is a little weird. So look for my strategy on YouTube. LinkedIn, I post a lot. If you're in the corporate world and you want videos and stuff for engagement and retention, as well as gratitude, I have lots of resources there. So just say that you heard me on the show and connect with me there. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, that's it for today. And until the next time, here is wishing each of you the clarity that you deserve. Have a great day and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.